Welcome to Shearcast, our round three review. Joining me on the podcast as always, Mark Cashman from Rugby News. Hello, Casho. Mate, I'm feeling very top of the table, boys, this uh, this week. Uh, North's on top and playing all right without uh, really sort of like doing anything too special. But uh, yeah, a win's a win, eh? Top of the table by themselves, um, Casho. It's uh, good signs for northern suburbs. Um, joining us also on the line is Andrew Swain from Stansport. Hello, Swainy. Hello, boys. Casho, just be careful, mate. Altitude sickness is very dangerous when you're sitting up the top of the table. You are the hunted. That's exactly right, Swainy. You're, um, you know, you're you're only as good as your last uh, performance, and a uh, big one for Norse this coming weekend down at Manly Oval. So, um, yeah, there'll be a bit of banter going on there for sure. Heading down to sea level, Swainy. Yeah, <laughs> look out. That's hey. right. That's right. Might be a little bit of a surprise, the bottom of Sydney Road. Anyway. Hey, you rob there, Casha. <laughs> well, you know, who knows? Who, who, who knows? But, uh, yeah, Manly have um, pulled a lot of things together and look as though they're, um, they're, they're you know, they're, they're playing to a plan. And, uh, yeah, it'll be a, it's always a good game. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how we go. It always is. We'll preview that one shortly. Swaney Wallabies are back in camp, I see. Yeah, I was actually had the privilege of heading down to Sanctuary Cove today, actually, and uh, got a chance to watch them train, um, which was very interesting, actually. And it was almost like, and, and this was, you know, to the, I, I literally rolled up and they were training. So yeah. um, I sort of didn't really know what was going on in terms of structure and all that sort of stuff, but it looked like, um, Eddie Jones was just kind of letting them play. Um, mm. Pretty cool. And, um, you know, it was good to see guys like Carter Gordon, um, you know, Josh Fluke, those types of guys who are, are new to the setup, Max Jorgensen as well, just play with a bit of confidence. And, um, you know, there was it was fairly willing. I think they were only meant to have a sort of a 45-minute uh, training session. It went for about an hour and a half. So... When, when you say play, like opposed footy? Yeah, there were, they were um, you know, it was probably three quarters, I reckon. Um, okay. they, weren't, they weren't hitting each other hard, but there was certainly, yep. Yep. Uh, there was certainly contact. And, um, yeah, they were, uh, they were having a bit of a crack against each other. So it was, was really, good to, really good to watch. So, mm. Swaney, uh, Eddie's renowned for um, a shrill whistle when things aren't going to the way he liked it. Sounds like he's... He's sort of like sitting back and um, and seeing what's about, is he? Yeah, that's what it felt like. It, it sort of felt like he, you know, was in a bit of a groove and everyone was having a crack and uh, he thought, might as well just let him go here. So, um, yeah, that was that's what it looked like to the uh, uneducated eye um, as to what they were actually trying to do. But it's, uh, yeah, as I said, look, there were guys, um, you know, the, the new guys in the setup who looked like they were, you know, getting their hands on the ball with confidence. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was certainly very loud, like a lot of communication, a lot of, um, you know, yelling and, and what have you. It was, it was just good to, good to watch. Great to be a fly on the wall and very privileged to be a fly on the wall for something like that. I the big question, though, Swaney, is did they do scrums? <laughs> no, no scrummaging. Um, there was a couple of times they split up into units though and uh the forwards were all 
up on a um, the, the where, where they train there at Sanctuary Cove. It's the old driving range there, so there's a there's a little bit of a mound which heads up to the gym, and all the Fords were standing up there lifting weights and doing what looked like a, a bit of a circuit um, at one point, and uh, and the backs were um, you know getting, doing some skills, and then it, it all kind of flipped around at one point. It was yeah, it was cool to watch. It's going to be interesting uh, who will be leading uh, the charge for that back one. Who will get the first crack at, at number 10 there, Swaney? So it's hard to tell. I I, uh, I I just don't know what Eddie Jones is thinking there. Yeah, oh, it's 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 a real mystery. And, and Eddie Jones is, you know, probably in his own head at the moment, um, making calls and all that sort of stuff. And, and I think the next block of super rugby games are going to be really telling, you know, particularly for someone like, Carter Gordon, right, who has, you know, really been a shining light in this the opening um, sort of eight rounds of Super Rugby. He's got a game this Friday night against the Crusaders and, you know, that's where Eddie Jones will be watching with a keen eye. He wants to see a guy perform against the best teams, not against average opposition. Um, and, and I think that, you know, is the case across the board as well. If you want to step up, you want to be stepping up against the best teams. And that, and at the moment, those are the Kiwi teams. Mm, what a player I've, I've just – I know he's got a contract with um, Australian rugby, but uh, Vunavalu raises the eyebrow. Casho, he hasn't really performed this year, but he's still there. Well, he's, he, he's still there. Um, you know, the, the Wallabies coach must see something in him because mm. – uh, there seems to be a bit of cantering going on there at, at different sort of times. Uh, you know, whether, whether he's concerned about his hammies or not, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not too sure. But uh, listen, Eddie, uh, Eddie does love uh, a couple of tall ones on the uh, on, on the wings, so they can uh, so they can do a bit of bombing. Uh, you know, in the, in 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 the twenty two meter sort of area. So um, he just doesn't. He just doesn't look right there. It just doesn't look right, though, Swaney. It looks like a yeah. flame. Oh, oh no, it looks it's, like when it's he gets very the... visible in his games. Yeah, it's there's there's this distinct lack of confidence there, and it was funny um, in Eddie's press conference that he did when he first announced the squad. He, he I think he said to Atko, who had asked him the question around Vunavalu, um, mate, if you've got a if you're up there in Queensland, you've got a cattle prod, make sure you you take it along with you. He might need a bit of a cattle prod. And then Eddie actually brought a cattle prod to training yesterday. So oh, um, there's, a, there's a few mind games for you. <laughs> yeah, he's um, Eddie'd be happy to get on the grass because, geez, he's been the one-man promotion machine for Australian rugby. He has been to that many lunches and functions and uh, media gigs and podcasts. It's, it has been good to see you, though, hasn't it, Swaney? Oh, very much so. Yeah, it's been great. And, and um, we, we do know that he's a... Um, you know he's he's very good when it comes to that kind of um, uh, promotion and that kind of um, you know just just stirring up a bit of a storm. So it, it has been really good to watch. And uh, yeah, he was certainly he had a big smile on his face. That was the one thing I did notice today at the training session. He um, he had a smile on his face the whole time. He was really enjoying himself out there. So good to see him get his uh, his top people out on the field and and yeah I'm sure it'll be looking very different in uh, eight weeks time but yeah it was uh, it was pretty cool yeah enjoy the smiles while they last I reckon um, but <laughs> we look forward to seeing how the wallabies progress into the season just a quick word um, on the Waratahs Casho had a good win against the force two former shoot shield coaches 
going at it, and Darren Coleman and Simon Cron. It was the Waratahs that came out on top. Uh, an improved performance from the Tars, and they're into the uh, into the finals positions. Yeah, we're talking about cattle prods uh, just before, and uh, you know that that probably sparked uh, some a bit of urgency in uh, in some of the the Waratahs. There, uh, Jackie Gordon uh, had a, had a, had had a, had a really good game. Uh, Yep. Uh, Donaldson also sort of played well. Parisi uh, did some did some good stuff there, and he he got a late call up to that uh, that uh, Wallaby shindig up up there on the on, on the goalie. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a win that they had to have, really, wasn't it? So uh, yeah, hopefully it uh, it leads to another one, and they get a bit of momentum happening, and uh, they can they can head towards uh, the final eight. I think, isn't it? Yeah, that's correct. Geez, a few of those Wallaby omissions have worked a treat, Swaney. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. Every player has responded quickly. It's been fantastic, yeah. <laughs> and then a couple of them got called up late to go into camp anyway. So yeah, yeah. Um, that was interesting, actually, watching the, the dynamic between some of those guys who were, were called in late. It, it was funny. They are all in civvies as well. There was no kit um, being handed out to, to players. Um, so, yeah, you actually we saw... Taniela Tupo yesterday cutting around in a Dolphins jersey, which was a bit strange. Um, but, yeah, that was uh, – Earn your merch. Of... Got to earn your merch, I reckon. Oh, that's it. That's it. you got to earn it. And that's kind of what it felt like as well. Guys were playing for, uh, you know, a, a Wallabies shirt and what have you. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was actually good to see. Uh, and you're right, it, it had the desired effect that – turnaround in form for some of the guys that haven't been picked has been really, really positive. Yeah, very noticeable. Let's um, jump straight into the action of the Shoot Shield because we had some awesome games in the weekend. Again, very close um, across the grounds. Plenty of points scored, uh, Cache. Looks like, feels like this season uh, it's a real seesaw, all these games, but plenty of tries being scored. This is the kind of competition we want, isn't it? Well, yeah, absolutely. Plenty of points scored, and also Burjo and uh, Swaney. Not many. Uh, the margins are very, very thin. I'm just looking at the the first two games that sort of come to mind: Randwick 23, uh, 23 North 28, Sydney Uni 29, Hunt 126, 31 28, Manly East. So they're real. You know, there's 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 certainly no blowouts. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, like uh, and then 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 we go down to. Uh, Eastwood and Western Sydney, 24-22. So Gordon and Moringa and uh, the West Harbour game sort of blew out a wee bit, but, uh, yep. you know, there was uh, there was a lot of contest there. So it says something about the uh, the uh, the actually health of the competition, and I think there's uh, there's some pretty good footy being played at the moment. Yeah, well, let's get straight into it. Um, let's go to the game at TG Milner, where Eastwood uh, have registered a home win against the Two Blues, 24-22. Um, again, really entertaining match. Um, I thought the two blues were uh, terrific for for large pause in this match. Had some really good uh, attacking raids in, in into the Eastwood uh, try zone. Uh, Malcia and Nadredre, I thought were were excellent, Swaney. Oh yeah, um, you know everyone was talking about uh, big Nems coming back and playing shoot shield. Big Nemanja Nandolo. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked to have sort of hobbled off with it. I think he might be out for a little while um, now after that game on the weekend. But, yeah, um, Nandredre, um, you know, wise guy Fayani as well, um, looking good, Marcia. Um, yeah, so, and, and then, yeah, you got to, you got to feel for them. They had the mm. kick at the end. Kick to they? win, yeah. Yeah, kick to win. Um, 
from uh, it was um, Sue Sue the reserve, and he's just pulled it, hasn't he? He really stabbed yeah. at it and um, didn't quite but, get under it. No, that's right, and that was the ball go. Their scrum, like what a bulldozing scrum to finish on. Mm. You thought they they deserved to win on that on the basis of that, right? <laughs> that was, yeah, there was very muted celebrations from Eastwood, even though they they got the result. I thought. Yeah, I think there were, I saw one of the players actually literally like throw their mouth guard into the ground after they won it. <laughs> it was like, geez, we got away with that one. Yeah, I don't think they're particularly happy with maybe how things are sort of, I don't know, clicking at the moment, would you say, Cash? I mean, they, they, they didn't get the win and they were very unlucky the week prior. But, um, you know, it's still early days for Eastwood. Well, it's it's certainly uncharted territory for this uh, Eastwood side. You know, like uh, what's that? Uh, you know, two losses and one win to sort of start mm. the season. You know, normally yeah. normally Eastwood are very very fit, nice and early, and uh, and generally get out of the blocks uh, sort of like quite quickly. But this is uh, this is a pretty tough start for them. You know, they're uh, yeah. they're, they're betting in some uh, some new players, and you know, there's. Just coming to terms with uh, with with their systems, and one of the things I've noticed throughout the whole competition is the quality of the defence and the and the connectivity with uh, with all the defensive efforts there, right through all the games. It's been uh, been outstanding, and uh, you know Eastwood and uh, the two Blues are um, you know finding finding it hard to sort of you know get through. You know they're uh, they're, they're not tiring out opposition at this point in time. Yeah, Tua Sese uh, was was busy again. Bell uh, always plays a, plays a pretty good match, and uh, Hopawati starting to uh, find his feet out there for Eastwood. So hopefully, you know, as you said, uh, a bit more playing time together, they can bet in some of these new combinations, and Woody should be back firing sooner before you know it. But unlucky there to the two Blues, uh, who would have dearly loved to have, have picked up that win. Anyway, we'll move on. Um, let's talk about the game over at Coogee. Casho, take us away. Uh, round week 23, Northern Suburbs 28. Listen, first off, can I just sort of tip the hat to, uh, you know, the team, the, the off-field team at, uh, at Coogee Oval? But they put on a fantastic uh, afternoon there. It's a real community event and with, uh, with, with a bit of a sniff of um, a few wins in the air, you know, all the local communities down there. There's uh, there's lots of kids on the field before yep. the game, after the game, and all, all all that sort of stuff. And you know there was some some pretty good footy played uh, right throughout the afternoon. It was a it was certainly a um it, it was certainly was a was was a tight encounter. You know right from uh, right from the word go. North sort of led by their uh, their, their their hooker Margan. And uh, you know uh, the, the man who we spoke of uh, last week, Jude Gibbs. His uh, his dad, uh, Doctor Gibbs, was standing quite near us in his in his uh, Waratahs gear, ready to head into uh, the uh, Allianz Stadium uh, at, at full time. But uh, Norse managed to um, to get a twenty eight twenty three win. It was it was one of those games where they're always going to win it, and uh, they they got some sort of um, ascendancy at scrum time in, in in the first half but were just able to take their chances there um you know at uh, at, at sort of like different times and uh, there was a real keystone cop sort of situation where norse had the uh had, had you know in in that late that second half where they were uh, where they were, they were on, on the attack turned the ball over uh it's gone two or three passes the other way 
another turnover from Randwick and uh, Saxon Gillies picks the ball up and uh, and scores what was pretty much the uh, the crucial try of the game. But uh, some some real good efforts there. Benny Houston from uh, Randwick did uh, did did sort of like quite well, and they'll, uh, they'll they'll come together. Randwick, I think so. Yeah, they're definitely uh, getting there, the Wicks. But I thought, um, you know, I try to set cameras, terrific setup by Henry O'Donnell, I believe, just being called into the Junior Wallaby, Swaney. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations to him. We were talking about him last week, weren't we? And yep. Uh, he's been duly rewarded for his good form in the Shoot Shield. Obviously, you know, the average age of the Shoot Shield these days is. Not much Very over young. 20, is it? No, no. Yeah, so, um, you know, there's yeah, a lot he's, of... He's a 19-year-old, so... Yeah, uh, yep. yeah. Junior, which is, which is pretty rare commodity over the last couple of years, but they're, they're tipping a lot of work in, into their juniors and uh, coming up with some gold. And that, that try was a was an absolute belter. I thought it was a... You know, watching this game, I thought there was a... It was a real ding-dong battle at the breakdown, wasn't it, between the two back rows? Like the, that back row, Carapa, Jovens Fellows, Gersikovsky for yep. North. We spoke about how good Jude Gibbs and Duffy and that, they're all gelling, but that back row sort of settled into some really yeah. good work over the last couple of weeks, I've thought. And, um, yeah, Jude Gibbs, we, we speak about – we're going to actually – we're talking to him on Clubland this week um, – which would be good on Stan Sport, but that hit that he put on at the end to turn the ball over and force the error and win the game essentially, like that just shows that he's, you know, tough as well, right? He, he rushed out of the line and put a massive shot on. So he's an uh, interesting sort of a, a looking player. Like he, he got his leg heavily strapped though. He's not sort of small and sprightly. He's, he's a bit sort of nuggety and uh, he's got all the tricks. He looks like a bit of a wily old customer, even though he's very young. Kafer-esque, would you say? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little yeah, bit of the Rod Kafer's um, about him. Yeah. I, I think the year in rugby league, the year before last, probably probably helped that with uh, with the tackling technique and, uh, mm. and and some of the front-on hardness that, uh, that that you gain from from playing for the Seagulls. So, uh, yeah, yep. so he's, he's going along nicely. And I think he's just being steered in the right direction by Harry Bury and uh, yep. a, a few others. So, um, yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's there's plenty of action out wide for Norse. And, then you know, they're always going to play a game like that. But, Swaney, you're absolutely right, that, uh, that Norse back row to uh, to do so well against that uh, Randwick side, um, you know, gives them uh, obviously uh, – a big tick, and there's um, you know there's there's guys like uh, uh, like Brady Lieber who are uh, who are working off the bench at the moment. So um, you know there's um, there's options there for uh, for Zach Beard. There's uh, first bit of silverware to Northern Suburbs this year too, Swanee. The Road and Cutler Shield has moved from Coogee Oval, will now set up shop at North Sydney Oval. So if you want to uh, claim that one, you're going to have to. Uh, Head over to Norse and take it off them. Yeah, I have to beat that. Um, those people getting altitude sickness over there at North Sydney Oval. Mm, um, yeah, that's uh, right. First, first offence, boys, will be the Gordon game. So how good's that? Oh, uh, look out! That's a beauty. Oof, plenty of honours on the line for that one. That'll be an absolute ding dong affair because Gordon are playing themselves into some serious form. Gordon forty nine, Ringer twenty nine over at Chatswood Oval. Um, uh, I think the Stags have put those uh, pre-season wobbles well and truly to one side, Casho. They were electric against the Raddies. Yeah, certainly were. Uh, Gordon Ford's dominated that uh, that sort of like opening 
20 minutes and, uh, you know, they've, they've, they've got some gas on the outside. And we we spoke of Brandon Quinn last week and he uh, he managed to take him out to a 14-3 lead and then uh, uh, the Rats obviously hit back from a, from a driving mall after that. But, uh, yeah, I think just the creativity in, in, in that Gordon side and, uh, you know, they're obviously playing with a bit of purpose after what went on during during the pre-season and, and the early couple of weeks of the season. And they've, uh, they've sort of like, um, yeah, showing some, uh, showing some, some nice form. Uh, Harrison Goddard, Swaney, he's a bit of a cut above at shoot shield level for me. Definitely. Uh, you know, you can see why um, Darren Coleman's got him in the, in the tar set up and yeah. I mean, he probably hasn't had his opportunity really at super rugby level this year, but he's, he's yeah. obviously pushing um, and, and you, can, you can tell he's just, yeah. I mean, he picked that gap at one point and, um, mm-hmm. you know, be able to get the ball away to, you know, after beating three or four players, like he's just, yeah, you're right. A, uh, a cut above at club rugby level, but you want to see those guys um, running around in the shoot shield as well and proving and pushing their case for, for higher honours. Well, I mean, him and McGregor are as good a 9-10 as you got in the comp right now. McGregor, as we know, is highly credentialed 10, but he had the ball on a string um, on the weekend, had a personal haul of 14 points and um, just seemed to be uh, setting up the uh, the team, team beautifully. I think... Um, you know, Billy Melrose has got a good backline at his disposal, and that's the kind of game he likes to play, isn't it? It's it's interesting. You you, you talk about that. Uh, a lot of the tries were uh, from little dab kicks uh, through that defensive line. So yeah. that emphasises the quality of the defensive line and bringing them up and committing them, and then uh, and, and then sort of like pushing through. And you got your you guys with a, with a bit of gas on the outside uh, playing. Uh, uh, you know, picking up uh, the scraps uh, after that. So it's an interesting development in uh, club footy here in Sydney. Now, talking of unfamiliar territory, Swaney, the Rats are 0-3 on the bottom of the table. They've had a bloody tough start, though. They've played some serious sides. Yeah, oh, they have. And, you know, now they play Souths this week. So, you know, mm. this is the chance... This is really the litmus it's test. must-win territory almost yeah. on at this early phase, I think. Oh, absolutely. You don't want to be 0-4. No. 0-3 <laughs> yeah, is bad enough. Don't want yeah. to be 0-4. Um, you know, they've still got so much experience in that team, you know, with, you know, your Wildmans and your Tyson Davises running around and, and those types of guys. They just need to really probably take a leadership role in, you know, bringing these younger guys through with them as well. And, yeah, it's... This is this is the big week this week for them. Yeah, it was hard. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny about the rats in that in that they've been able to work with a with a settled side over the last like, couple of years, and now they've had guys pulled out of there. Whether it's Ben Maher or you know uh, Rory O'Connor or uh, you know. The, the, you know, a second row here or there. They're probably banking on on having a, a, a bit more Sam Thompson presence at this stage, but he's mm. he's gone on to uh, you know start for the Brumbies. So you know, good luck to all those guys. But it's something they haven't haven't been able haven't haven't had to uh, cope with over the last couple of years. No, they haven't. I, look, there were parts of this game, uh, sort of first part of that second half, where they clicked into gear and they they brought the tally back to sort of in the realm of sort of 15 points. So Ben Marwa had a 
big hand in that. So maybe, you know, little flashes of, of signs of life and hopefully uh, with a bit more consistency of selection and uh, players like Ben Maher standing up, the Ratties will be will be back uh, sooner before we know it. And, um, yeah, obviously wish them well and they're uh, bid to get back into the winner's circle starting at Southern Districts this week. Are we far um, away from a derby? Not too far, no. Uh, May, so I think it's about three or four weeks away. Uh, 13th of May, there we go. Yeah, yep. so yep. round seven. Yep, let's um, talk about their beachside rival, the Marlins, had the first game at the Village Green. Um, I watch this. Intense- should Swaney and I, you know, go and make a cup of tea now, so you can <laughs> wax lyrical about this for five uh, minutes or so. No, no, no. That's all. Be very even keeled here, gentlemen. Um, <laughs> well, I I watched the game from Canberra, from the scene of my uh, half marathon effort. Um, oh, congratulations! By the way, are in order. Yeah, for that. thank you. Completed. Uh, goal time achieved. Uh, didn't have the best run in terms of strategy, but. Uh, We'll talk about that at another time. But look, there's no failings in running, Swanee, only learnings, that's, much like in life. That's exactly right. You never regret a, a bit of exercise. So anyway, cut that crap. I try to watch the bloody game and, um, mate, the stand coverage absolutely terrific. Uh, Patrick Folks, terrific call. But I'm pretty sure he's, uh, his mate, the cameraman, was was filming from the uh, slots at the Manly Bowling Club on his 10th rushes because uh, <laughs> he just could not keep up with the play. Uh-huh. I tried to watch the bloody game and he was in, out, left, right. Anyway, I uh, I got a reasonable outtake of the, of the game. It was a very interesting match with a very, very interesting finish. Um, Manly played most of the footy, I have to say, and... East were excellent in um, in pouncing on errors that Manly made. And, you know, it sort of went tit for tat. It got really close towards the end. Um, and, you know, there was a position where with uh, time up on the board, Eastern Suburbs had a pe- penalty 22 out, not far from in front of the sticks, and did not want to take the points. So East in this position, you got to think, they had two points in the bag. They had four tries. They were, um, and they would have got, oh, they would have got more. What do you get for a buy? So two points would have been three points total. Um, so did they, they didn't, they didn't want to take the draw from Manly. They wanted to go for the win. Um, took a scrum from 22 out. I don't know what a scrum was going to do um, from that position. Maybe a yellow card or two, but certainly too far out for a penalty try. Anyway, turned down the kickable three. Um, a few phases later, Ben Gleeson got on top of the ball, Langy's brother, and that was that. I just maybe a little bit naive there. Casho, I know, you know, it wasn't a big jump in in points accumulation, but you're also taking points off a rival, which you got to think about. Yeah, it certainly is. And, and, and Berger, the, the, the thing I noticed from the Rugby News uh, take of it, they, they mentioned Manly prop Nick Brown, who was played a brilliant part in the uh, in, 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 in the try that uh, – was uh, quite uh, quite significant, and you know, amongst the report is taking a taking a pass off James Hildebrand, mm. and then taking the space brilliantly, and then offloaded to his winger. Mate, so, it was beautiful to see. Yeah, you, you know that you know props and that sort of language. You know, usually don't mix, but you know, we live in interesting times. Oh, down by the uh, seaside, mate. We like to see our props roaming free uh, in the pasture and. Uh, Nick Brown had an excellent game. Manly's uh, lost Ivan Fepalui for uh, some RA duties and Niori Nandruku, our other prop, 
um, has uh, done a hammy. So he's out for six weeks. So uh, Nick Brown got his start and had a terrific match. Um, yeah, look, it was it was good. I thought for Eastern Suburbs, um, Rickson had an excellent game on the wing. He's looking like a, a very potent finish from the Shoot Shield, Swaney. Yeah, yeah. A hat-trick of tries, wasn't it, from, from yep. Rickson? So, um, yeah, congratulations to him. He's definitely – and, you know, the – like uh, what's his name? Uh, Jack Bowen is is you know still playing really good footy. I feel like East's uh, a different team when you've got Wilson and Bowen though playing. Yeah, definitely. They, yep. they are a different team, and it's a package deal. Hundred percent. Bowen's brilliant on his own, but when you've got Wilson there, you're talking you know top top four team. And um, he wasn't there. He was obviously on uh, on Waratah's duties and and taking nothing away from from Young Wallington. But um, it, yeah, it, that that was uh, that was a heck of a contest. And yeah, going to the all the all the way to the what eighty sixth minute or something. Yeah, um, yeah, to the end. Yeah, and you're right. That was an odd odd ending. Um, yeah, you're right. It's probably just a bit of naivety there. Young team, young leadership. Um, I think so. Yeah, that probably that's probably the difference in the end. Getting a little bit excited about this young breakaway in Manly, Zach Barnabas. He's um, he's sort of there's uh, not a whole lot of him. He's I wouldn't say he's the biggest uh, number seven in the competition, that's for sure. But he is absolutely everywhere, pilfering balls, making line breaks, passing left, right, centre. He he was a a, a very good schoolboy out of Saint Augustine's, excellent cult. And for many of us, he's one of the best ball poachers we've seen since one George Smith uh, on mm. the peninsula. So all I will say is, if he continues in this reign of war, in this vein of form, keep your eye out for him. Maybe this weekend, the match between Heaven Jevons Fellows and Barnabas uh, should be one to watch. Casho, it's a, a finger licker, I'm, I'm sure, uh, Berger. So uh, listen, any, any any word you know in the back bar at the Stain Hotel about. Uh, about Michael Hooper finally uh, playing in a playing in a Beaches Derby at some stage because he was uh, he uh, his conversations with the media during uh, during the last week suggested that uh, you know he's uh, he's contemplating the future and does does a does does the big derby you know become part of his future? Mate, I've given up trying to get Michael to play for the derby. We've been trying for about ten years, so uh, <laughs> mate, I. That'll be a mirage if it ever happens. It would be nice to see. Um, I don't think so, mate. I think he's got priorities of the Wallabies this year, which is fair enough. But That's uh, true. That's we might – maybe I uh, wouldn't mind seeing Langy Gleeson get some time for the Marlins. His brother's running around. That would be nice. He's coming back from injury maybe. So maybe DC will let us – A bit of background there, Berger. Older, younger, bigger, faster, smarter. What, uh, older. older but, yeah, he's the older brother of Langy. Um, but um, – Played predominantly in the second and third grade last year, but this year he's, he's been excellent, had a good preseason. Maybe his brother's given him a bit of inspiration and um, he's been terrific for Manly. So um, keep your eye out for him. Where's a red headgear like his brother? Excellent. Anyway, we'll move on. Um, what about the job Cantra Law's doing out at Concord? The new rever- revamped Concord. Pleased to report that the uh, goalposts are back, but uh, Trees Merry Men have put the cleanest through Southern Districts, 44-16, Swaney. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's probably on the back of a, you know, pretty angry-looking big forward pack, you know, with that just kind of D's up, don't they? Um, yep. you know, defensively, they were they were really good. Everything that South sort of flew through at them. 
um, they had answers for. And, and you know, it was the, a fast finish, a, you know, a few tries in the last 15 minutes or so. Uh, won the game for them. Uh, that Hunter Hannaford, 19 points for the game. Um, you know, tidy, tidy, tidy player. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like him. Um, yep. You know, Noah, Noah Cooper scoring the final try. You know, he's been a, over in at Northland for a, a couple of seasons, I think. So okay. yep. in New Zealand, good to come back. Um, yeah, look, they, you know, they still have disciplinary issues with, you know, a few yellow cards. Mm-hmm. Um, but three, yeah, yeah, three for the match. Three, three yellow cards for the match. Um, but yeah, yeah, like to to play with three yellow cards during the match and still put on that many points. Um, you know, you got to you got to tip your hat to them. Um, the hooker James Kerno made his debut, f- um, played eighty minutes in twos, and then came on and played sixty minutes in first grade. So, um, congratulations to him. Um, and yeah, that was that you know, 20 metre mall or something as well, wasn't there in that game that was a, was mm. a beauty. So it was, uh, yeah, in all in all, a pretty pretty solid performance from the Pirates. Bang, bang, Pirate gang. Yeah, absolutely. It looks yeah, like and the- that, that sort of leaves them fourth after um, two wins from their opening three matches. And poor old South down there on uh, 10th and they're hosting a ringer next, uh, next weekend. So uh, mm. it's uh, funny how the season pans out early. Yeah, I have to say that that Concord redevelopment looks terrific. It's uh, certainly um, a big change from the grand old stadium. But um, what about the basketball court, the far side? This one, you have to take uh, take you down there for a session. One one Marlins West Harbour game, maybe. Mate, you're talking a bit of white men can't jump. Um, Sydney Dean and uh, Billy. Billy Hoyle. Billy Hoyle, yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. The, the king, the king and the duck. We'll take him on. We should. Feeds, feeds, feeds. You never jumped in your career. Yeah. <laughs> I got lifted. That show. <laughs> I jumped about six inches and got lifted. The rest. Yeah. Oh, mate, Swaney, I'll, I'll back you down in the paint, mate. Any time. <laughs> Just post up, my friend. Yeah, cash out on the sideline, cheering us on. Right, let's move. <laughs> let's move on over to University Oval, where the previously undefeated Wildfires have suffered their first loss of the season to the powerhouse Sydney University twenty nine, uh, Wildfires twenty six. Very tight affair though, Casho. Yeah, twenty nine, twenty six, uh, and as you mentioned, they played for sixty minutes with fourteen men and missed three of the five conversions, which uh, mm. is not uh, not not a really good thing, particularly uh, early in the year. You just want to you just want to keep um, getting into the red zone and scoring the points, and that's uh, certainly not what happened. But um, you know, uni, you know, led by McCalman and uh, varying others throughout throughout the afternoon. Uh, Tom Morrison uh, had, uh, had 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 a good game there. I raised Ross Kriegel in, uh, in 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 that uh, midfield sort of area, and uh, you know they managed to get it done really. So uh, you know the lead scored, uh, the lead changed numerous times, and uh, mm. in the end, um, twenty nine twenty six, uh, when uh, Ed Scrag, English recruit, uh, scored from close range, gave them the. Uh, the final score, 29-26. Final uh, couple of minutes, a penalty for uh, Hunter. But Uni's defence uh, held strong and uh, they managed to win quite a seesawing battle there at uh, the home of rugby, as they call it. They 
do. Uh, Swanee Clooney's Ross just pops up at the right time all the time, doesn't he? That try that he scored um, off the back of some unreal play from that Tom Morrison. I rate him. I just said it before. I, I think he is a is a real baller. But um, yeah, that that try that uh, Clooney's Ross scored off yeah. the back of that was it was a beauty. And you're right, he just gives that back line a bit of a settled feel. He's fine uh, wine territory now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think um, you know he he definitely um, just adds something every time he plays, every time he pulls on that that um, that student's jersey. But yeah, the other guy that um, you know, if we're talking Hunter, uh, that I just love watching at the moment is Donnie Freeman. He's just oh, a yeah. beast. He's he's awesome, terrific footballer. Yeah, he's a real unit, and um, he you know he looks like as we said last week something out of Lord of the Rings. But he just um, he he is such a hard guy to shift, and um, yeah, I love what she played. It didn't get them the win this time, unfortunately, but it, gee, it was a tight one. It certainly was. Looking at the table after three rounds, Northern Suburbs out in front, three from three, uh, closely followed by the Wildfire, Eastern Suburbs, West Harbour, Gordon and Manly uh, round out the top six with University, Eastwood and Randwick in behind. It's very, very tight comp, especially from second all the way down to uh, ninth. It's it's one win territory, so not a whole lot to separate them at this stage, Casho. No, no, certainly not. And um, yeah, listen, a couple of wins, and you, you know, you're uh, you you're back up in more comfortable territory. And that, uh, you know, that uh, that goes from you know anyone outside the uh, the eight right down to the bottom there. I think uh, Ringer are uh, planted on the bottom at this particular point in time. But uh, you know, a couple of bonus point wins, and they're uh, they're right up there. Yep, Southern Districts will host Warringa this weekend. Vital match for both sides. Uh, two Blues at home taking on Sydney University. Two Blues will really be up for that one. Um, Gordon taking on Eastwood. Battle of the Titans there at, at Chatswood Oval. Ramwick and East, the uh, derby of the East. That's uh, probably a match of the round. Or maybe Manly Norse uh, might give that one a rival too. Manly taking on Northern Suburbs at Manly Oval. And the Hunter Wildfires taking on West Harbour. So plenty of interesting battles uh, to get your head around. This competition's still as tight as ever. Casho, I personally can't wait for the Manly Norse game this weekend. It's going to be a very tough test for Manly Norse. Look, like they'll come in as big favourites, but um, I think uh, the competition's shown enough that anyone on their day can uh, can challenge. Well, yeah, absolutely. And I think... Um... I think the back rows are going to be battling it out uh, to decide yep. who, who wins this one. Uh, as, as we all know, the forwards decide who wins and uh, the backs decide by how much. So uh, I think that's going to be the case at uh, pretty much all these grounds, but particularly at Manly Oval. Swaney, uh, what's happening up in Queensland, mate? Has the uh, premiership gone underway up there? Yeah, it sure has. And uh, we talk about, um, you know, close a close shoot shield. There were some absolute um, nail biters on the weekend. It was up here. West t- took on UQ on the weekend in a, in a rematch of the grand final. Um, mm. And it was 31 all at the end of the game. Um, you got brothers against bond or the other two, probably um, top teams there. It was 27, 17 in that game. And then Jeeps and South Jeeps, um, one on the buzzer with Chris Kurandrani scoring a match-winning try to win 36-33. So, like, you know, 
it's it is really tied up here as well. Um, you know, four matches a weekend and uh, not much separating all those teams. Did I see Brad Hamopo and Brothers covered colours? He is. Brad Hamopo is is uh is there, which is um he's he's really been outstanding as well. Um they probably you know, they don't get Harry Wilson very often, brothers. Mm. Um, so to have a big ball running number eight, a back rower, um, I think uh, Brennan Gabbett, who's the coach up there down there at Crosby Park, is uh, is stoked to have someone like Brad Homopo running around. Yeah, he, uh, he picked up a job at uh, Nudgee College. So, uh, yeah, a bit of um, a bit of incentive to uh, to head to brothers. But Norse and brothers have got uh, links going back uh all through uh, through Tony Shaw when he was living in Sydney, he coached uh, Norse and uh, yeah, you know, the links been there with uh, a couple of life members there, Peter Carson and uh, Peter Medway. So yeah, yeah, Andrew Shaw, his son played uh, uh, Andrew or um or Liam, I think played Liam. Uh, Liam played uh, in a Colts team that uh, we got to a North. couple of grand finals, and he got to get get overrun by uh, by uh, by Sydney Uni, and Andrew yeah. had some. Uh, some time in eastern suburbs when he was uh, living here in Sydney. That's right. Oh, plenty of history running through uh, both competitions and uh, great to see that synergy. All right, boys, that's the uh, week that was and um, you get out there and enjoy your footy on the weekend. Swaney, uh, got any gigs in Super Rugby this weekend? What, where, where are you at? Yeah, I'll be in Melbourne calling the Rebels Crusaders game this Friday night. Ooh, uh, excellent. I'll be watching that. I've got two uh, two Super W games, so I'm calling three games this weekend, and then off to a wedding in Queenstown on Sunday. So I've got a very busy week coming up, actually. Um, so you yeah, must be sleeping on the plane, Swaney. Oh, mate, I don't know where I'm going to sleep. To be honest, uh, <laughs> I might need some help. Uh, Cash, you better get down to Manly and just check that the beers are same temperature as Percy's at the Stain Hotel. <laughs> well, that's that's a very good idea. Which which side of the ground are you going to be on, Virgin? Uh, well, I've just been given the nudge that uh, my wife has plans, so I may have uh, two children to attend to, but I'll try and dump them in a patch uh, near the tennis court side, I reckon, and uh, watch intently all the action. But I'll hopefully catch you for a beer, mate. Excellent, excellent, mate. I look forward to it. Thank you, gentlemen. I'll catch you next week. See you, guys. See you.